Hi potties, welcome to our bonus episode of Don't Shoot the Messenger. We're dropping this bonus episode because Miss Caro is away on a week's stay. She's filling up her esky on the south coast of New South Wales. So we have recorded this in advance of her trip and we can't wait next week to hear all about it. Can we, Caro? We can't, Corrie. Can you just give us a rundown of your itinerary though? Well, it depends on what roads are open and what are not open. It seems to be changing by the day. But we're going to end up in Mollymook. And then um, I'm off to Sydney where um, we've got the Australian Sports Commission Awards. Um, where, and I'm presenting an award there. And um, I was a judge for those awards. And obviously, I've been part of it in the past. So that's going to be a really good night. But we're ending up in Mollymook. We're, also, we're hoping to go via Mallacoota if we can get in. And if we can't, we'll probably stay at Pambula. All right, or so, Tathra. so if everybody is interested in this idea and fueled by Caro's enthusiasm and mine too, hashtag Empty Esky is a really interesting Instagram uh, account to follow because it is all about going back to these fire-affected regions when it's safe to do so and spending money in the local economy. So well done you. So well, we're starting off with a very nice lunch somewhere near Bensdale. I, <laughs> I am... thought there might be a bit of food and well, drink involved. Well, I mean, that's what we're That's what we're doing. That's right, exactly. So, Carol, we thought for our bonus episode what we would do, we, this is an idea you and I wanted to do for our first episode of the season, but we didn't get around to it. Ten things to look out for in 2020. So it's all sorts of tips, predictions. It can be political punditry or your AFL predictions, people to look out for, fashion trends. You go ahead with prediction number one. Go to Jang. What? Go to Jang is going to be the new food sensation of 2020. I only just worked out last year how to pronounce quinoa. What is it called? Think of Korean tamarind, maybe. It's, what? Um, this is a, um, it's a red chilli paste. It's savoury. It's sweet. It's spicy. It's like a fermented condiment. So it's, it's Korean. You can buy it at Asian markets. You can buy it in a tub and once you open it, it keeps for a year, I gather. And what's it called? Gochujang, G-O-C-H-U-J-A-N-G. It is absolutely beautiful. You rub it on meat or fish or chicken. You use it as um, a condiment in any Asian salad. It curry. So this, it has a chilli taste or a paprika taste? What's it like? Chilli. It's right. chilli. It's spicy, but it's not overly so. And you've cooked with it? Well, you use it as, just trust me, go to Jang. You can use it in a whole lot of different ways, but I have used it, well, I mean, obviously this is something that my daughter's told me about. Clementine is the one who first put me onto it. But it, it's um, it's sort of in the way you would use tamarind for rubs or for marinades okay. or for a roast. It is absolutely beautiful. Can I just send, Great out, with fish. send out a warning there to people like myself who wear contact lenses. Beware any sort of chilli rub. Make sure you get every skerrick of it off your finger, <laughs> fingers before you take your contact lenses out after the party. Frankly, Corrie, I'm surprised that I you didn't. I did it hadn't. again last week. Burnt my eyeballs. Oh, I was doing The minute you chop a chilli, yes, you're right. Don't just. I planted a chilli the other day that um, it's described as the world's hottest chilli. So I'll have to bring one in and we'll have to see well, if I'm not that... touching it. And the other thing um the other thing that you have to um be mindful of, and this is a good thing, you talked about bees in the last episode. Planted chili, the bees will be there. Oh, that's interesting. They love, absolutely love it. But anyway, as I say, it's a curry paste. It also it sort of includes things like glutinous rice, fermented soybeans, salt, sometimes sweeteners. It's some um, thick and sticky. 
and it's pungent in flavour, but it's just beautiful. Sounds like a face mask. Sauces, marinades, rubs. It's also obviously got chilli powder. So that's my prediction number one. What's yours? My prediction for prediction number two, shop local. Now, I know that I bang on about this and I know that it's not a new concept, but I think something interesting is happening here following bushfires, uh, following uh, a Christmas where people came into the shop and said, here's my Christmas list. I'm not buying any books online. Can you just fill it? I think people are becoming increasingly uh, distressed by um, internet shopping that arrives and is not in the state that they thought. Either the size is too small or the book is slightly battered or has a weird smell, which a lot of paper actually does. Um, I think people are embracing their local community and they're taking their lead from all of these amazing new causes and Instagram accounts and everything that are suggesting people come back to, like you, for example, back to the coast to spend money. People are thinking, well, what can I do in my local community? It's It's been a huge movement, um, Save the High Street in the UK two years ago it started. Boris Johnson's put money behind Save the High Street and we always seem to follow what's happening in the UK. We're usually a year or two behind in these sorts of social and retail trends. So I reckon it's going to be the big thing. At least I'm hoping so. <laughs> Ditch the mall, shop local. Caro, what's prediction number three? The first of two politicals. The new Premier of Tasmania, whose name is Peter Goodwin, he was the Liberal, the, Fed, uh, the state Liberal Party um, state treasurer for several years under Will Hodgman, who shocked everyone when he quit politics around Christmas time. Um, Peter Goodwin is very committed, in my view, to Tasmania's push for an AFL club. He's a strong leader. He was driving this push and driving a lot of the infrastructure that has been put in place around this push when he was treasurer. He is highly respected by the AFL and Peter Goodwin is going to be, and you know, a lot of people felt that the deputy deputy leader would take over from Will Hodgman, but in fact, it's this bloke who has a good knowledge of AFL footy and I think is going to make big changes mm-hmm. in Tasmania. Watch this space. What's yours? Prediction number four. Three, four. Um, I'm lost. Um <laughs> I'm, I don't know what to call it, Cara. I'm just calling it green pressure. Basically, in 2020, I think consumers will move from echo status to echo shame. So, for example, you might say, I've just started a compost heap, which is great. So that's uh, echo status. I might not have one, and that is my echo shame. And I will feel shamed into doing it. Not a sort oh. of a social pressure. I think there's a real momentum here. A bit like smoking. Yeah, probably a little bit like when that. When did smoking go from cool to shameful? It's sort of weird, isn't it? It's funny how there's suddenly the zeitgeist takes over. And in 2020, I think millions of consumers will be really actively seeking out products, services and experiences that help them get out of the echo shame thing. So things like, for example, like from one extreme, electric cars to reduce packaging in supermarkets. So not only will we avoid buying them, but we'll actually probably write a note to, you know, Woolies or Heinz or whoever's involved, get rid of your packaging. From refillable eco deodorants to eco resorts. So we might be more interested in actually and telling people that we're going to an eco resort. Prefab homes, electrified bikes, urban-friendly beehives, and plastic-free takeaway food chains, I think there's going to be a huge move and it's going to start now. 
What's prediction number five, Caro? It's a cookbook. It comes out in April. I've had a look, a pre-look at the cover. I reckon he is really someone who we've all completely fallen in love with. And Julia? we're going to fall in love with number two. A Year of Simple Family Food by Julia. Is it pronounced Nishimura? Yeah. Bazutal so, Nishimura. So this is out in April. You would know all about this. I'm interviewing her for the weekly, uh, the Domain Review magazine, actually. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. I think this is going to be the cookbook of the year. If it's anything half as good as Ostro, which is the first one, which I absolutely love, I think that is going to be the cookbook we're all going to be talking about in 2020. And on your mention of eco issues, I think the travel situation around the world is going to see New Zealand emerge again as such a perfect travel destination for Australians, for, I mean, I know Durr, we've been doing it for years, but it is just so beautiful and it's on our very, very front door. Corrie, what is prediction number six? Women empowerment. So uh, around 30 of the Fortune Global 500 companies, the prediction is in 2020 they will be headed up by women. There are not 30 at the moment, clearly. Um, I've noticed this in my own uh, sphere of not just being a board member, but also among our group of friends because of our age group. A lot of yours and my friends are now um, what you might call heads of industry or in senior management roles or whatever. There seems to be, it's not even uh, obvious now. It's just like women. Women are really coming to the fore. So all of that stuff that we, you and I have discussed and sometimes argued about in terms of positive discrimination, it's now going to just start happening. The flow through will start happening. I'm a firm believer of this. So I think women empowerment is going to be a huge thing. Um, Caro, what's your prediction? Another political one. The state opposition leader, Michael O'Brien, doesn't seem to be cutting through with his messaging and... Tim Smith seems to have been on a diet. <laughs> he seems to have lost. He seems to be doing, you know, when, um, well, well, remember, I it's mean. It's like Peter Dutton. Peter Dutton only ever pops up. Like, where was he during the bushfires not to be seen? Was he been on a diet? No, but he he had a little bit of a makeover at the end of last year. Just He just looked a little trimmer, a little fitter, a little more glowing. I don't know. There was something, there was a little spring in his step. Remember that year that um, Hutchie took over the footy show? And the rating, <laughs> the ratings which had been lagging for a few years, it must be said. And suddenly Eddie Maguire turned up looking unbelievable, <laughs> looking absolutely sensational. Anyway, Tim Smith. Tim okay. Smith, if you mark what, my words. just because he's been on a diet? No, I reckon he's mounting. I reckon there, there's some disquiet in um, the state liberal factions. And I think that we will see Tim Smith launch a challenge. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of challenge. Oh, okay. Because they haven't cut through at all on bushfires. Daniel Andrews has had a bit of a honeymoon period. He's been, um, all his messaging is really getting through. So I'll be interesting to see what goes on there. Mm. Corey, prediction number eight. Prediction number eight, the mocktail movement. Oh. So I have been buying books for April and May, Caro. There are more mocktail books than you can even drink in a lifetime. Who would buy a mocktail book? Well, no, don't say that it's like easy. that. Make it up. It's easy to make There's a, a mocktail. Surge, there is a surge in sober socialising. More mocktails and low ABV, which would be alcohol by volume, cocktails on menus at bars and restaurants. Drinking or not with the intention of staying aligned with a healthy lifestyle. I don't know where I found this, but I couldn't resist it. <laughs> Why should catching up with your friends have to involve a hangover that causes you to miss your morning yoga session? Right? 
Exactly. What, you don't want to miss your morning yoga? No. With I... a headache? Well, you could take a couple of Panadol and go for it. But, you know, like, you don't want to. You don't want to be drunk all the time. No. You can have a little mocktail. I had one gin and tonic last night, and I was very happy at my gym group this morning. I mean, I was tired, but I'm always tired. There's a lady called Ruby Warrington who has a book. I think it's going to be huge. It's called Sober Curious. The blissful sleep, greater focus, lim- limitless presence and deep connection awaiting us all on the other side of alcohol. The mo- okay, well, well... It's actually not a very happy prediction. No, but um, one great... My passion fruits are about to ripen and passion fruits in a mocktail are the most fantastic addition. Just if your drink's looking a bit boring... I will never have a mocktail. Put a couple of passion fruits in there. They look great. Um, okay, Cara, what's your next prediction? Well... It's about, well, it's, this is a bit self-indulgent, but Footy Classified's going to two nights a week this year. It's going to be on Monday night and Wednesday night oh, on Channel 9. Oh, you'll be busy as 10 men. Very busy. And um, hosting it on Wednesday night is Eddie Maguire. So oh, that's going to be interesting, me thin? and Eddie working together. Working together. I don't know if we've ever actually worked together. Is he thinner? And oh, Well, <laughs> sadly, I'm not. Um, no. Um, yeah. So are you predicting a bit of Biffo? No, I'm not predicting that at all. I'm sure other people are So what are, are you predicting? Well, Logie, I'm just Logie success. Something new to look oh my out God, for. If you win a Logie. No, well, there's been so much bad um, enough that I'm going to nominate you. For there's a, been a lot of misreporting, of particularly in, in the Herald Sun, about um, who's going to be on classified and who's not. But Matthew Lloyd and I are going to be on both shows, and on Monday night it's going to be Hutchie back in the host chair as he has been for. Gee, it must be about four, 13 years. This show's been going now. Kane Corns is coming in to replace Chris Judd on Monday night, and then on Wednesday night, it'll be hosted by Eddie with myself and Matthew and Ross Lyon. So is this a plug or a prediction? It's a prediction. What's the prediction? Something new to look out for in 2020. But There's been a lot it's of... It's mis- a prediction. You know it's happening. But no one else does because every time I pick up the Herald Sun, they've got it wrong about who's going to be on oh, the so show. Oh, so we have a scoop today. Yes. Oh, oh. great. That's oh. exciting. I think the prediction is that it may rival the front bar in terms of ratings. Oh, you're, just, the you're just trying to... Fu- don't help no, her out. That's, that's She's the just word. been blatantly... Promoting um, her own cause. Well, what's interesting, Corrie, is that there's quite a few Thursday night games on this year. Well, there's probably about sort of eight or nine, I think. I don't know the exact number. I should. And so it'll be more of a – it'll be a different sort of show than the Monday than night a show. Review. Well, we'll see. And it'll be interesting to work with Ross well, Lyon my prediction too, is who doesn't pull uh, any punches. My prediction is Biffo between Caro and Eddie. That are just saying, okay, the final prediction, this is – I a, look forward to keeping him in line. There'll be a lot of interrupting. Oh, my Corrie, God. what's prediction so number – There's so much bossy boots going on. What's prediction number – Number 10. Well, this is a literary one, Caro. So, uh, as you know, I'm the huge fan of the Wolf Hall series by Hilary Mantel. Wolf Hall and Bring Up the Bodies both, funnily enough, won a Man Booker Prize. Um, and it's the story of her ongoing um, trilogy of Thomas Cromwell, Henry VIII's right-hand man. And the third and final in this book, called The Mirror and the Light, is coming out next month. It's coming out in March. I am so excited. There's a world embargo. I cannot. I've offered money overseas trips to my rep. Please just give me an advance copy. None to be had anywhere, not anywhere in HarperCollins around the world. This book is going to be huge, huge, huge. And if she wins another Booker Prize world, that would be great. And I also just wanted to say on predictions, Trent Dalton, your favourite, Boy Swallows Universe, he has a new novel that they are, they being the publishers, are raving about. Very different to the previous one. Jane Harper of The Dry, she also has a new one. Your best friend, Elena Ferranti, 
whoever she, she may be. She has a new novel coming out. My brilliant friend. Yeah. So she has a new one coming out. And Lionel Shriver does. And the most interesting memoir, I think, to keep an eye on this year is Malcolm Turnbull. That wow. will be very interesting. So those are my literary predictions. And um, can I just say that if the Democrats somehow get over the line, um, just watch out for Amy Klobuchar. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so we've covered they politics. Work, if they can work out their food, Iowa mess. Books, sport. I think um, that was Weird food from Korea. Who knows? Let's, we should keep put this in a time capsule, please, Miss Jane. We'll have a look at the end of the year. When Eddie gets the sack. <laughs> oh, please. Is it, My prediction of Biffo will have come true. Corrie, he produces a show. I, don't, I hardly <laughs> think that's going to happen. What do we say, Corrie? We say don't shoot the messenger, Caro. 